Hello and welcome to 99 from 99, the movie podcast where we take you back to the past and cover 99 films or more from the year 1999. I'm your stubborn Kentuckian host, Michael Deniston, joined every week by madman of the airwaves, Ben Zook. Why take a journey to the past? Well, perhaps like you, we've looked out our window and seen the world grow smaller, colder, and scarier. Not here. So sit back, relax, and come back with us to a time when theaters were full, tickets were affordable, and there were so many good movies, you couldn't possibly catch them all. That's what this podcast is here to do. So we hope you take the entire trip with us, 99 episodes on the films from 1999. you to hit me as hard as you can. I'm scared to close my eyes. I see dead people. I believe you have my papler. Now that I've met you, would you object to never seeing me again? This is not just a couch. It's just our couch! Take the red pill and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. You leave the light on after bedtime. I always thought it'd be better to be a fake somebody, a real nobody. Are we gonna air it? Of course not. Sonny Koufax had an easy job. You're a toll collector. Where are you going? You wanna take me with you? I guess. And led a simple life. The delivery guy's like your best friend. Come back later today. I'll end the and wrestle you. Okay, peace out. Until the day. You refuse to move on to the next phase of your life. She wants different things, you know? His girlfriend dumped him for someone else. I found someone. This old guy? He has a five-year plan. What is it? Don't die? Now, to win her back. I gotta do something big with my life. He's getting her a little surprise. I want you to meet Julian. My son. Our son. I adopted him. <laughs> Great. Now what? Now. You wear a diaper? Sonny Koufax is finding out. Should I have a nightlight? Nightlight? Once you adopt a kid. There you go, all right? You better give that kid back. I'll try to give him back. You got to keep him. Go back to sleep. I wet my bed. Mm, all right. Nice and dry. No more wetness. Yeah, I like seeing the Michael Shannon picture a lot better. <laughs> I mean, it's more my mood, I think. All right, that was a weird kind of introduction to our Big Daddy episode this week. Uh, Big Daddy, which came out June 25th, 1999, well, had to have been the number one movie of that week, right? I would assume. I would be kind of interested when you're looking at like the actual dollars uh, these things yeah. made uh, opening weekend. I'll see if I can get that. So forty-one million opening weekend here, and grosses one hundred sixty-one million and one hundred sixty-three million, which is a lot of money even today. And then adjusted for inflation is two hundred eighty-nine million. So quite a That's huge a big hit. hit. Huge hit. Says here it says uh, Adam Sandler's highest-grossing film until Hotel Transylvania two, in two thousand fifteen overtook it. I don't know how to feel about that. I, mean, I don't know if it counts. I don't know. I think that's operating yeah. on a different scale. I don't think anyone saw Hotel Transylvania because they were a big Adam Sandler fan. Right. You know. All right. So you go, Deniston. You go. So this is the one I referenced on the uh, previous episode uh, saying that I really had no 
no memory of this film. I, I know I did go see it theatrically. Uh, I guess I didn't care for it too much. Uh, I don't remember, you know, ranting uh, about it, about how much I hate it. But uh, in this time period, I worked at a video store and I won't say that I rewatched, but I heard the same, you know, kind of group of like PG or PG 13 movies over and over again. Cause we couldn't, couldn't play R rated movies like on the TVs in the store. Uh, and this would have fit in that time period. Um, uh, and I never selected it <laughs> to throw it on. So <laughs> I guess I didn't like it that much, but, um, you know, I, I'm trying to think at that time, uh, and I, I'll, I'll toss it to you first before we get directly into big daddy, but were you in particular, uh, cause we were, you know, you're a little bit younger than me, but I'm guessing we would have been at the prime age and the prime demo as, uh, young men to be in the happy Gilmore uh, Billy Madison sort of uh, target audience. So were you, were you a fan of Adam Sandler before this? Well, so I would, I would have been in the prime, you know, uh, demo, I guess, cause I would have been 14. And I remember that I got dragged to this by my aunt. <laughs> that was my dog. That was bear. He sneezed. Uh, I was laughing at you as a 14 year old being dragged. To see <laughs> big daddy. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of it was one of those things where it was like all my cousins were going, so it was like like we tried to make it like a family thing, and I was the only person who hated it. Uh, and unlike you, I do remember kind of ranting and raving about how much mm. I hated it and okay. how much I hated certain Adam Sandler comedies. Uh, but it it gets worse after it gets way worse after this, I think. Um, after Big Daddy, yeah, I would say that the real low point. Had to have been Mr. Deeds, uh, you know, which is not just a bad movie, but but also you know a also like you know remake to remake a classic like that and to turn it into something so you know despicable. Uh, and <laughs> and they would have done with uh, Little Nicky. I think was the immediate follow up, and I feel like that was the one that was a failure, even with his fans. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I've always found that film to be fine. I've always found that film to be, like it's dark humor. It, it's you know it's extremely dark, uh, sinister humor, and it works fine on that on that level. Um, He's also not playing a version of himself, really. He's not playing the mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. the sort of uh, yeah man child. He's he's playing like a, a character that you might have seen in like a SNL sketch. So okay, so I mean, so I flip flopped, you know on. An ideal husband last week, and I guess Which I'm gonna mean, f- incredibly cruel. I'm gonna f- I'm gonna do something even more cruel. I'm gonna flip oh flop on Big Daddy. Oh god! And I <laughs> I have to say I was surprised that I enjoyed it uh, reasonably enough. Like I'm not gonna say it's great. I'm not gonna say there aren't immense amount of flaws, which I I, I do think we should talk about in the movie. But in general, I found myself laughing and having a good time too much for me to not recommend it. And it, it, that's like a hard, that's like a hard position. I hope you can appreciate, you know, what I'm going through. I, I do not. <laughs> I, I don't, I, if you had had a full stop that I found myself enjoying it too much and ended the sentence there, I would have been nodding my head. Like, yes, that is something you should be ashamed of. And don't, <laughs> don't put that out there in a podcast. Like I, I watched this and I now, and I'm like, okay, I get, I get why like 
people like hate Adam Sandler now, or I, maybe maybe they've they don't hate on him, but like I guess I don't know. Would you say like in the grown ups era that it became just sort of like I don't know if you'd say cool, but it's just like it was decidedly like if you're into movies, you hated Adam Sandler. So and his movies were lazy. And you know he's, which I never really agreed with, because I always kind of respected the dude for like wanting to work with his friends. Like he, it's like he just had his version of summer camp every year, and it's like he was very blue collar. It's like okay, it's time for me to do my one comedy this year. I want to work with people I like, people I've worked with before. He seems like a loyal guy. Now I say that not having seen Grown Ups one or two, so I can't you know comment on the quality. But I watched Big Daddy, and I'm like, man, this dude is fucking lazy. Like this humor is fucking lazy, and I do not want to hear one more joke about Hooters in this goddamn movie. Like I don't, I just was like, you know, I I rewatched uh, Wedding Singer for another podcast a couple of years ago, and that's a mm-hmm. film that I had very fond memories of, and I think that was sort of his true like crossover to the mainstream because he was playing a decent human being. He has his like moments of like uh happy Gilmore outburst, but you know, he's been left at the altar. So during those moments, you kind of let him rage uh, cause he's, you know, just heartbroken and true Barrymore is very cute and they're very good with each other. Uh, but I, you know, my comment watching it now or, you know, a couple of years ago was I really didn't like how for him to be like the nice guy, the wounded guy, like how he punches down a lot, like his, characters not you know not the man but like you know he makes fun of his friend like he throws him under the bus in that film like whenever his buddy is like trying to like impress drew barrymore he like just outs him just like for being like a joke and like someone that's to be pointed at and laughed at to never be considered by someone like her um and that's his friend and here you know there's a running gag with his roommate slash i guess best friend john stewart and uh, the woman that he proposes to uh, very early on in the film. And he just constantly reminds this woman that when she was younger, she worked at Hooters and I, I don't know to like pay her way through school or whatever. And he, I mean, he says it as if it's like the, the funniest thing in the world to put down this woman for waiting tables. And the fact that she has large breasts, I, and I, ta- I don't know why it's funny. I, I want to talk about the flaws and everything in the movie. <laughs> But I do all so so I never I never even as a kid I disliked Adam Sandler's movies like this one and like Waterboy um, and 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 Mr. Deeds as we mentioned but I never disliked him and I've always found the like intense hatred towards him to be really uh, it, it's way more retarded than his actual bad movies if I can say that. Um, people sometimes get upset when I say retarded, uh, but, <laughs> but the, I think Adam Sandler would say it, your, your comedic hero stupid. would say it. There is something massively <laughs> stupid about having an intense hatred over a guy because he does stupid fart jokes or whatever. And they're really popular with people and everything They're like, just don't watch them, you know? And I, I don't think I, I get it. Like I get why people enjoy them and everything. I just never found myself laughing at them. And in this specific one, and I watched Wedding Singer recently for the first time. I did not like it. I, I just found it not funny. Uh, I like, like too, way too many of those jokes just don't uh, work today at all. And I don't know if they, I don't know if they did work uh, back then. Apparently, they work for for most people. But um, getting, I mean, what works to me about this 
is that we at the very least start off with him as a kind of loser character. And yeah, he's a loser with a heart of gold, but I think we recognize that this guy's a loser. And mm, that's what makes slightly the comedy. That would let me, you know, let me just, you know, keep going. <laughs> uh, that's what makes a lot of the comedy work. You know, this guy has uh, made money off of a, off of some fraudulent lawsuit and is working as a toll toll booth. He's a toll taker. Yeah. yeah. And he only works one day a week. We recognize that this guy's a loser. And so when he makes the joke initially about his girl, about John Stewart's girlfriend and him meeting her at Hooters, I'm like, okay, I, I get that. I understand that. That's realistic that this guy would, would say something like that at this point. Where, where the movie, again, yeah, where the movie takes it too far is that it continues. And, and by the very end, he's still making the same joke. And that's stupid. And that's a I real mean, yeah, missed opportunity. The film itself that's a real missed opportunity on, with, on that Hooters with Leslie Mann. Like, yeah. It's a missed opportunity with Leslie Mann's character, who they could have had her be the person that he unexpectedly learned something from. And they kind of start to do that with the, the frozen peas curing the eczema on, on the kid, but then they don't, they don't really pursue it. And yeah, the movie has tons of flaws. The whole, the whole court case scene is so ludicrous and ridiculous. And I'll admit though, there are parts that I laugh at, at it. And so it's hard for me to not recommend a movie that had me 60% of the way with it. Trash. I mean, dumpster fire trash. Just <laughs> god awful. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that cute couple from uh, Wedding Singer, but you know, uh, Miss Barrymore and Mr. Sandler are not doing too well for me uh, 20 years later as uh, we reassess 1999. Uh, actually, I mean, I, you know, there's a movie in your take there, but you, you pretty much, uh, I'll take your, probably go further than 60%. I think you have to scrap like 75% of what they have here. Um, you know, because the kid that's dropped off, it's not a shock. Although the John Stewart character uh, <laughs> is either like willfully ignorant um, or just just you know he's just not that interested, right? He's not that curious in finding out as he's going on this business trip to where's he going? Japan, um, somewhere. He's going to be gone for a while. Uh, that this child is dropped off at his doorstep, uh, this place he shares with Sandler's character, uh, saying that that's his son. And he, <laughs> they asked like, you know, pretty much one question, like, well, where's he come from? And was it Buffalo? He's like, Oh, I've never been to Buffalo case problem solved. <laughs> like, don't need to worry about that. I There's a movie I think here. That's realistic in, in that he's assuming it has to be a mix up. He has, is way more, you know, preoccupied with this big business opportunity and everything. And so when his best friend says he'll take care of it, you know, he thinks you. problem solved. Ben, <laughs> there, there are a lot of like simple, like sort of adult things that weigh on my mind. Uh, you know, things that come in the mail or did I pay that bill or have I taken Brody to the vet as he missed his checkup? That sort of thing that will eat at me as I'm going to sleep at night and prepare for my next day. So you, you tell me that I'm on some trip. Like, hey, dude, uh, this kid showed up on your doorstep. They say it's yours. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm just, not, you know, I'm checking. I'm double and triple checking. Uh, and I'm certainly not relying on uh, this loser uh, roommate of mine to to handle this this business, which the, the only issue I take with your uh, assessment of him being a loser, while I agree with that, I definitely think he's a loser in that sort of like 
Friends sitcom world. Sure. Where he, he <laughs> there's not much difference between his version of being a loser and just being incredibly wealthy and doing whatever the fuck you want every day. And I, I know they, they try to mention like that he's got like sort of a ticking clock. Uh, usually it's like the Leslie Mann character as far as how long can he stretch out this, uh, you know, this adolescence that he's in. But, you know, the, the better movie is if there's an acceptance early on that this is Stewart's kid. They don't save it for some sort of twist. They don't allow this monster played by Sandler to uh, to pick him up as a toy, as a little show pony to get dates. And uh, it's it's a forced situation. All, pa- all him parents and man. do that. All parents do that. He's just you know he you're you're putting him you're getting him into you're, you're making him seem out to be a horrible human being for he doing. Is. All parents <laughs> use their kids in that way. No, but <laughs> every single one of them. <laughs> My dad was just a tired, tired man. (laughs) Could not be bothered. They use him to get out of, you know, meetings at work. They use him to, you know, if they're single, yeah, they use him to meet uh, new people. They, it's, you know, well, they, they, what they, big scam, this whole parenthood deal. You know what, Ben, the the big, the big damn difference here is, uh, they earned that right by having that child. They didn't just have one gifted to them, and then they're going to kick them back into the system, you know, when things don't work out, uh, getting dates. But there's a better movie here with him and with Leslie Mann playing a more po- prominent role of these two forced to co-parent. And because he is the loser with all the time on his hands, he becomes the nanny, right? But, yeah, God, the court case, uh, the back and forth with the with the state. Um, you know, the, the, another thing that drives me, <laughs> drives me nuts about this movie is... Uh, it's an example I've used before. I don't know if I've used it with you. I probably have. Um, there's a Joseph Gordon-Levitt movie called Premium Rush, uh, the bicycle mm, you movie. Have, yeah. On this where, podcast. <laughs> okay, same thing. Where it's like some loser, uh, even except this one actually has a job, so it's hard to call him a loser. But what's he got in his back pocket? He's apparently he like aced law school, mm, but he mm. just doesn't want to be a lawyer just yet. Well, know, well, his- well, 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 well. To be fair to to the to the incredible screenwriters of Big Daddy. Uh, he, ne- you know, he never actually took the bar exam, it, Sonny Koufax here. Uh, so, you know, that's fairly believable, uh, like, and, and, and yeah, it's on, so yeah, he's, then we flipped the switch. Sure. We sure, sure. One year later, <laughs> he's a lawyer. He's an adult now and he's incredibly oh, yeah, successful. I don't like that. that I don't oh, like that God. either. I don't like that either. I, that whole epilogue could go. They could end the movie with Jon Stewart in the park. Uh, you know, have a teaching the kid to tie his shoes and all that. And there, there's a lot of heartwarming stuff. And I didn't find as a kid, I did not find this stuff effective, but, and this is sort of why I think this movie was successful in that it pushed just the right buttons for the parents and children that were seeing it at the time. The children had the physical and gross humor to, to laugh at and be amused by. And the parents had the, very small semblance of character development that we see here. Uh, and from my memory, you know, Waterboy and every, and, and certainly Wedding Singer really didn't do a good job on that. And so that's why I think Big Daddy has kind of had, uh, I think people remember this one a little bit better than the rest of his films. Well, they should watch it <laughs> and correct themselves. On that it's, because It's not that bad. It really isn't that bad. It's, it's pretty atrocious. I mean, it's just, I didn't laugh. I pretty much just sat there and scowled the entire time. And you've got these, uh, we, these 
Can we talk about kids. the gay couple? <laughs> I wish they had scout a little bit more <laughs> at like you know these these idiot friends that you know this, somehow this like group that you know those poor guys they should have just you know they met uh-huh. they fell in love uh-huh. and that's great they should have left everyone else behind well like, not the fact everyone that- it's just the one blonde guy who who is making a big deal of it but i so 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 deniston for me it was just very funny because in the first 15 minutes i'm like oh there's a there's a there's a one of their friends is a gay couple and i don't remember that and oh adam sandler is, you know is like totally fine with it and everything uh and then it's like Every other, every fifteen minutes, we have to have a scene of them doing something goofy and weird, and the blonde guy just just having his look of disbelief. Uh, and, and yeah, yeah, boy, that that I guess you know, you're right. That is I guess horrible. I, <laughs> I guess I probably did mirror that character, not you know, in relation to the uh, his response to his gay friends, but just to the entire movie, where I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? I'm watching Big Daddy twenty years later, and it really, I mean, it's. You know, I hated Little Nicky. Uh, I remember seeing that one. I think I saw Mr. Deeds and hated that as well. Like, I, it's not like I have the strongest track record, but it, I do wonder why this one. I mean, this one got a pass for me at some point, just in the sense that I just I don't remember having any feelings about it one way or the other. Um, and I guess I, <laughs> I guess I wish I'd kept it that way because just I, I just did not. You know, I it, it made me side more with the people who. You talked about unreasonably hating Adam Sandler, but I think they started hating him at the wrong moment. Because I feel like, I don't know, maybe I should watch Little Nicky. Because it's like, okay, maybe he's just trying to do something there. And, you know, it didn't work for me. But here, I just don't feel like he's trying at all. Like, it just feels like the incompetent filmmaking. And He's never really tried, though. Like, throughout, like, most of his career. You know, yeah. like, it's mostly been, what can I take that, you know will be popular uh, and make money and hopefully, you know what I mean? Even the, even the mm-hmm. ones that bl- bombed like blended on paper, that looks like a hit, you know? Right. And yep. so yeah, he very rarely stretched out of this mold and I can't really blame him. I mean, you know, if you're making that much money and uh, so I have a theory. So you, you, you did your premium rush story. So I'm going to do mm-hmm. my funny people story, which I've probably said on a podcast before. Um, uh, funny people where he's playing uh, a character that has some shades of, of who, of, of himself, you know, a guy who is very comfortable being in crappy blockbusters that he knows, knows are crappy, you know, but because he wants to make money or whatever, he's fine with it or is pretty jaded to the world as well, you know, which is another reading you could have of that character. My real interpretation though, of funny people is that uh, what's his name? Judd Apatow, uh, is a, it's actually he's actually presenting a veiled portrait of who Jim Carrey is uh, behind the scenes. Be, to me, that makes the most sense because Judd Apatow had, had actually been a, a joke writer for for Jim Carrey early on in his career. And Didn't he do, write the script for Cable Guy or rewrote it? Mm-hmm, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. So that's always been my interpretation of it. And so I always see Adam Sandler as someone who's kind of in between there, who who would really just like to make movies that make money that people want to see and everything and isn't going to go in there until 20th century. Fall. Oh, this big daddy, you know, it, it, it really has to hit the Michael Dennistons of the world. Um, you know? <laughs> like, why would he do that? What, where, where would it gain? And obviously I'm sure he can look at punch Trunk love and uh, what are the other better movies he's been in? Uh, well, you're, you're in good company there. Uh, you know, two things. Um, 
I, I remember reading that he turned down uh, the part of the Bear Jew in Inglorious Bastards to do Funny People. They were filming at the same time, uh, and you know that's unfortunate. But Quentin Tarantino obviously is in good company, I guess, with you and uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, uh, which is the one that people I, maybe that's where the rage comes from. Is they they see his performance in Punch Drunk Love and they're thinking like, all right. <laughs> he's taken off the the gloves, you know. Now now it's getting serious. He's he's done with making money. Now he's going to do uh, art films. And um, you know, I I remember at that time uh, PTA saying that it was Big Daddy is what you know. He just he was a fan. He watched Big Daddy. He's like, I'm I'm going to write something. I'm going to work with this guy. But him, Tarantino, uh, you, you're you're you know, you're all in the Adam Sandler fan club and. I don't I, consider myself like I don't I don't consider myself to be in it and I don't consider myself to be out of it like I've all that's what <laughs> has always surprised me and this has been true from when I was a young person to, 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 to today which is very strange um, you know people have this very polarized reaction to Adam Sandler and my reaction to it is yeah some of these movies really suck and I don't ever want to watch them again uh, and some of them are okay and some of them are really great, but they're very few and far in, in, in between. I really like his performance in Men, Women, and Children, a movie I bring up way too often. But I keep bringing it up because people still haven't rediscovered it. It's been five years, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember liking that movie, but I, or I liked him. I remember that. That movie so. is such a prophetic movie today. Uh, five, year, five years ago, and you see what society has become because of people's reliance on social media uh, and everything. Uh, that, that movie is very prophetic. And, he, and, in, and in 2014, almost every review of that movie mentioned that, oh, you know, Adam Sandler, he, he isn't really very funny. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you think? Like, <laughs> like maybe he was playing a very straight, uh, like normal character. <laughs> mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. So uh, I know you hate me for hating, for liking. I I don't even really like it. I just think <laughs> it's close enough. It's close Look, enough for me to say, okay, you... I understand why people enjoyed this at the time and why they might enjoy it still today as a guilty you, pleasure. You kept picking on the poor director of an ideal husband. <laughs> like you kept coming back to saying, you know what sucks? The direction here. And this one, you know, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm kind of stunned that you're uh, just giving this a, a, such a pass uh, that you're saying that it's uh, something you you should recommend to people, and I, I find that troubling. I would Very really, troubling. I would recommend it to people who 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 are predisposed to it, uh, and that would be people who who are Adam Sandler fans or who remember watching this movie when they were younger and are are wondering whether or not it holds up. I think it holds up enough. It, 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 it's amusing enough. It's heartwarming enough. The, so that scene late in the movie where, you know, and we've seen this scene a hundred times, a thousand times in movies where, you know, the, the kid has to be taken away from the, the, the person who should really be his parent, although I don't even really believe that. Um, you know, we've seen that scene a lot. If you take out the music, like if you watch that scene on mute, the performances are actually pretty decent. And, you know, I want to, I just think you have to give a little bit of credit here for, for what they did right. And the, the McDonald's Nothing. scene, the McDonald's scene, even though it's shameless uh, product placement, you know, they probably paid them so that they could, you know, educate people when the breakfast, you know, time ends at McDonald's. 
Uh, now that that doesn't even matter anymore. So you don't need to watch this. We don't. We don't need Big Daddy. Has it changed again? Breakfast all day, baby. So. Oh, we'll see. Hey, how you doing? Hi, welcome to McDonald's. What can I get for you? Okay, what do you want? Cheerios. Cheerios. They don't got Cheerios. What else? Lasagna. Lasagna? What the hell's the matter with you? We'll take uh, hotcakes and sausage. Uh, sorry, sir. We stopped serving breakfast. What are you talking about? We're four seconds late. No, you're 30 minutes and four seconds late. We stopped serving breakfast at 10.30. Ah, horseshit! No, 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 don't cry. I'm sorry. I wasn't cursing at you. I was cursing at the lady. Nice parenting. Hey, thanks. See, my therapist, take a walk. You want a Happy Meal? We'll get you one of those Happy Meals. You got a Happy Meal? Can we get a Happy Meal? Will somebody get the kid a Happy Meal? Makes no sense. This is no longer a teachable moment for young fathers out there or people faking being fathers. Now it's a period piece. <laughs> Just like an ideal husband. <laughs> <Yes>. Same thing. <laughs> Well, they are, you know, we could have combined these two, these two films because it would have been uh, like, they are kind of like talking about some of the similar things. And, you know, Sandler's no way Sandler's version of parenting as bad as it is in certain respects, there's something to be said for looking at that from an alternative way of thinking. Uh, And I'm not endorsing the decisions that he made and everything, but you can see how the character came to that, uh, you know, way of thinking. Uh, of, you know, maybe if I just let the kid do whatever he wants, he'll turn out better than I did kind of, kind of deal. Well, I mean, it's the theme of the movie. It's incredibly lazy comedy. So you have a lazy character saying, hey, how about I just do nothing and we'll just see how it works out. And it worked out pretty well for Mr. Sandler. So why not? <laughs> I, this is the first time when I felt like you're like angry at me for actually. <laughs> I can't believe you would, you know, Say we should rope in. We should have roped in an ideal husband, which is such a <laughs> pleasant comedy. With this, oh no, keep them apart. Separate episodes. Uh, they don't need to be. You know, it's bad enough that we've got them next to each other in the uh, podcast catalog. <laughs> what on that note? What's next, Ben? Let's get let's get out of this. Out of this oh my! Oh my! I didn't expect I didn't expect you to be so so upset about this. Um. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy. I don't think we should quiz each other. It's pretty obvious what's coming out. So this is a so just like Adam Sandler, this is something that uh, has been going on for as long as I, you know, almost as long as I've been, you know, of relative consciousness or whatever. So since I was a little kid, uh, next movie up is South Park: Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. And I'm quite surprised, you know, that's the only. South Park movie to ever been made, uh, to tell you the truth. I would think after all these years, uh, and considering that it was a success uh, when it came out and everything, that I would consider that, um, you know, they probably would have tried to do another one. Uh, but, sir, sir, you know. It was the same thing with The uh, Simpsons, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, like eight years later. Yeah, that was a big hit. And I don't know. Uh, now that, uh, you know, Disney owns uh, The Simpsons, I'm sure that mistake won't be made. Again, um, they own everything. South Park, South Park. I think it's probably just like uh, was it Matt Stone, Trey Parker. Mm-hmm. It's probably just if they want to do it and they just mm-hmm. don't want to. So, yeah, good for them. That would be my guess. <laughs> Although I would, I would actually be curious about what it would be. Uh, so, all right, we have that to look forward to, and more, more of Michael Dennison yelling at me <laughs> for, for for just saying that I enjoyed <laughs> Big Daddy. Sixty percent of it. 
Yeah, I would say it's like it's like barely sixty percent. Some of those jokes are offensive and stupid, and you know. But at the same time, I don't know. At the same time, this is sort of going back to the thing we were talking about with Austin Powers, in that uh, humor is so rare uh, today. Like really out and out offensive, crazy comedy that maybe it makes you makes me look back on that stuff, uh, you know, more fondly than I would than I would have. Well, by that rationale, we need we need to bring it back as a nation, just so you'll stop, <laughs> you'll stop with this well, this positivity I, towards Austin Powers too and Big Daddy. I I think you have a problem with uh, uh, with you know joy, Deniston. I was extremely joyful watching Mini Driver flash <laughs> flash that beautiful smile, that lovely accent, uh, flirting her ass off. That was great. Go back, go back a week, dear listener. You'll hear a happy Mike Deniston. Oh God, kind of despicable. And if you'd like to continue the conversation with us, feel free to do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at 99from99. 99 99.